Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today I'll be looking at the blessed man of God in Psalm 1 verses 1 through 3. Psalm 1 is our entry point into the Psalter, the book of God's praises, and it begins this fantastic book with what separates the two types of people in this world. We have the man of God who seeks after the Lord's instruction in his life, who avoids the ways of this world, its attitudes and counsel. He strives for the things of God and has his spirit nourished in God's word. He delights in the word of God. He studies it, he meditates upon it and has his foundation in it. Today I will only be talking about the blessed man. The Psalter has a fair amount to say about the blessed one. In Psalm 1 we are shown the contrast between the blessed man and the ungodly. And in the rest of the Psalter we have many things that are outlined about the blessed man. We are told that the blessed ones trust in God. But those who receive forgiveness, having their sins covered, are blessed. We're told that the blessed nation is one whose God is the Lord. The blessed ones will inherit the earth. The blessed one considers the poor and will be delivered in times of trouble. Blessed is the man chosen by God, who God causes to approach him. We are blessed through believing in Christ. Blessed are they who dwell in the Lord's house and have their strength in God. Blessed are those who walk in the countenance of God and know the joyful sound. Blessed are those who the Lord instructs and teaches by his law. The blessed one keeps justice and does righteousness. The blessed one fears the Lord. The blessed one comes in the name of the Lord. The blessed ones are undefiled in the way, walking in God's law. But as I said previously, the book of Psalms has a lot to say about those who are blessed. But today we'll be focused solely on the teaching of Psalm 1, particularly verses 1 through 3, which read, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So to begin with, the blessed man avoids the ungodly. You will notice in this psalm how there is a progression from walking to standing and finally sitting. When we take part in the counsel of the ungodly, we cause ourselves firstly to join them in their evil instruction, turning away from God's law, but it will cause us eventually to become stationary and ultimately we will begin to sit and take rest in the congregation of the world, nourishing ourselves in that congregation of scornful, wicked people rather than resting upon Christ. In Psalm 26, the psalmist tells us of his godly conduct, how he has walked in the truth of God, has walked in integrity, trusting the Lord and has hated the assembly of evildoers. We must ask ourselves, do we hate the ungodly counsel of this world or do we take delight in worldly counsel that feeds into our sinful desires approving those things that God tells us we must cast off far from us? In Jeremiah 15, the prophet tells us how he sat alone for God's hand was upon him and he would not sit with the wicked people. We must take heed to what this psalm approves and take delight in the instruction of God, despising the instruction of this world. So let us pray on the psalmist's words in Psalm 119. Lord, make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Which path will we stand in? The path of sinners or the path of the just? 
This is a question we need to ask ourselves daily. Right now, at this point, am I standing in the righteous path of God's instruction or the path of sinners? At work, we will be surrounded by people of the world and in other areas of life. But when we go from the realm of things that we need to do into the realm of things that we want to do, are we putting ourselves into the assemble of godly people or of wicked people? We must protect ourselves. Our spirits must be taking nourishment in God, feeding upon his word and being strengthened thereby. We must not be attempting to dip our toes in the river of wickedness while washing our heads in the fountain of life. And the last thing we are told that the blessed man avoids is the seat of the scornful. This is perhaps one of the most destructive of worldly behaviours that we likely all take part in far too often. It does not seem so bad on the surface, after all it's not harming anybody. But what does the Apostle Paul say when talking about sitting around in idleness? 1 Timothy 5.13 And besides they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle but also gossips and busybodies, saying things which they ought not. This seat of idleness breeds in us a spirit of gossip, slander and scornfulness. The psalmist in Psalm 50 tells us that these people give their mouths to evil and their tongues frame deceit. They sit and speak against their own brother. Our minds inactively brew up thoughts of wickedness against those around us. We must stay actively abiding in the word of God upon his instruction, treating those around us with love and understanding and not fall into this trap of sitting in the assembly of evildoers, thereby resting in sin. And we move with the psalmist from what the blessed one avoids unto what he actively does, beginning with delighting in the law of God. Law would be better rendered the instruction of the Lord. It is not to single out the Ten Commandments or a particular set of rules, but a blanket statement for all of God's instruction towards man. So do we delight in this instruction? Do we find it to be the true, holy words from God himself? Are the scriptures a light unto our souls, or are they some irrelevant words that we just glaze over in church? See, the author of Hebrews said concerning the word of God, For the word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Apostle James said, But of his own will God brought us forth by the word of truth, we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. The word of God is alive. It is powerful and gives nourishment and strength unto our spirits. The word of God is inerrant and infallible. It carries nothing but truth in its pages. We must look at these scriptures and delight in their magisterial content. So the scriptures not only inform us of our faith, but they inform us of who we truly are and who God truly is. In Romans 3, we are told that none of us are righteous. In Genesis 8, we are told that man's heart is evil from his youth. This humbling truth of mankind is evident when we look at the world around us and truly inquire of our own selves. But what does it tell us of God's response to this truth? That he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is something we have no choice but to delight in. The grace of God is beyond our comprehension and fully deserving of our praise and adoration. On this instruction, the blessed man meditates day and night. How do you meditate on this instruction? 
Do you read the word and pray about its contents, fixing specifically on the developed themes of what you have read? Do you take notes and deeply study its contents? There are a few ways in which we can meditate on this divine word and all those ways should be encouraged. Let us pray over the word. Let us sing the Psalms. Let us study each book and chapter. Let us memorize its verses and praise God in its truth. Let us so saturate ourselves with the word of God that we can do nothing but reverberate its truth to those around us as wandering biblical echo chambers. And finally, the blessed one shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Let's refresh our minds with the statement of Christ to the woman at the well. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. This is the situation we find ourselves in after we have repented and believed in the gospel of Christ and have received the salvation that comes by believing in his name alone. We are like trees who have been transplanted from the forest of dead deeds and brought to live feeding upon the fountain of living water in Christ. We become as a well-fed and nurtured tree. We begin to bring forth its fruit in our season. Like the seed the sower planted on good ground, we spring up and yield fruit. We have received the word of God that has been firmly planted in our hearts because of our faith that rests solely upon Christ alone for salvation. The Apostle Peter tells us, We, having been born again, not of corruptible seed but incorruptible, through the word of God which lives and abides forever. We do not belong to a faith that is dead. Remember, Christ said no one gets a light and hides it under a basket but sets it on a lampstand. We are to be beacons of light in this fallen world of darkness and we are only able to function effectively if we are being well nourished in this living water. We are told that those trees planted by this river and bring forth fruit in its season also does not have perishing leaves. For life that is found in the word of God and given to us through the grace of Christ ministered to us by the Holy Spirit is abundant life that this world can neither replicate nor come close to replacing. In Christ we are going to inherit eternal life. Without Christ we will inherit eternal condemnation. In Christ we store up heavenly riches. In this world we store up wrath. Through Christ we will be delivered to glory and yet in this world the only glory we will ever have will be whatever scraps we may cling to in this life. We must take a deep spiritual delight in the word of God, taking all its promises and blessings that are given to God's saints and trusting in them for ourselves. We must rest in the revealed truth of Christ's salvation and grace, the Father's love and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And when we take part in the counsel of the wicked, the path of sinners and the congregation of the scornful, we are doing contrary to the word of God and are unable to delight in God's instruction. We must cast those things far from us and continue in God's law. And so I'll finish this episode by quoting Moses' words to Israel in Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 through 9. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Amen.